as Harry Radnat once so elegantly put, what's the point in an international break watching supermarket attendants with slabheads and two left feet when you can be watching Fulham Luton in the Premier League? Or something like that. Welcome to the Sunday League podcast. Firstly, a man whose passion for football means is so excited that for another 90 minutes of Scunthorpe v Dorking. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Scott. Uh, a late night last night. Uh, we uh, finally won the Summer League of Squash last night, so it was a uh, it was a bit of celebrating last night. So, uh, no, I'm happy to be here with you guys talking about football. So, yeah, Does that means no calling today. Uh, no, means I'm carrying on the calling from last night. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly. A man who believes Halifax were deservedly sent down to 10 men, as you cannot go down if a ref touches you. Harris, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, you can't, you, uh, You'd like you can't if a ref touched you. I don't think Dave, Sunday League ref, local Sunday League ref, uh, has touched me. So, luckily uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, once again, Thursday night podcast, which is always good, uh, gets me out of the rule of drinking alcohol on the pod, which probably should uh, give me a forfeit of some sort. Um, I have had a top up of lilies, so I've got two rhubarb in, the strawberry and a mango. So I've got four weeks of lilies there for us. <laughs> there we go. Pick a different day. Robins, boys, well, have you got Scott? Tonight. I'm not having a beer tonight. I've, uh, well, uh, you guys know there's a bit of difficult stuff going on for me uh, back in the UK at the moment. So um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of beer last weekend, um, and I've got to be honest. By the time it gets to tomorrow, I'll probably have a lot of beer this weekend. So um, I'm all, I've got no beer in the house. So uh, I had two <laughs> bottles of rum and two bottles of vodka on Saturday night, and I feel like that's. That's enough, enough for a few days. So uh, you're still yeah. pissed from the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a nice cup of tea for me tonight. But uh, yeah, next week back to the bit. Back to the bit. Yeah, good because I, I was going to introduce a rule, Scott. That especially for myself because I play foot. I'm crap at football anyway. So me not drinking doesn't really change anything. So I was <laughs> going to introduce a rule that if you don't drink, you um you have to play your subs on EFPL. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, I like it. I like it. Huh? Okay, boys. We're going to start the pod a little bit different. We're going to start with the mystery footballer. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you the mystery footballer, and then I'm going to give you the podcast. Okay. The amount of time we're talking to think about who that who that mystery footballer could be, and we'll come back to it at the end. Um, before we get on with this week's, we best talk about last week's quickly. Um, so just quickly. Uh, a move from Medena in 2004 saw him make 25 appearances for Portsmouth. After a year, he moved to West Brom, uh, sorry, at West Brom, making 60 appearances and scoring 12 goals. He spent some time at Fulham and also went on loan to Celtic and Leicester. And his celebration was synonymous at all of his clubs and with Senegal, where he made over 50 appearances. Both of you, both of you at the end of last week's podcast were confident that you knew the answer. Do you think you're right? No. I, I, I think I know who it is. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Well, well before you, you hopefully tell us who it is, Dan, I'm just going to give you... Uh, we had a couple of people on the, the old social media, on Twitter or whatever it's called nowadays, 
Um, Mark Peters uh, was the, the first one to get it. Um, so, Dan, who do you reckon it is? Did he play under Sven? At Leicester City, would have, yeah. So, I'm going the Yak. It's not the Yak. It's what? not the Yak. It's not I thought, the yak. Said, I thought when you said the celebration and you, I thought, oh, this is it. I know that celebration. Imagine Just the for those that don't know, the yak is Yakubu. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody um, knows the yak. My 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 guess, but I don't. I, I you know Dan's already had one bad guess, so I want to go Diamatsi Camera. It is Diamatsi Camara. The old the old phone celebration, weren't it? Oh. It's anonymous everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I did think him, but I just didn't think he played it like. I, I forgot the Portsmouth era. Yeah, yeah. Okay, boys, what about this one? I'm going to give you this one to think about whilst we're doing the pod. Okay, so he started his career scoring 20 goals in over 100 appearances for Chesterfield. He scored 19 goals in over 100 appearances for Southampton. Okay, that was interrupted by a short spell at Blackburn. He made 350 appearances and scored 74 goals over 10 years between 2003 and 2013 at Bolton, okay? It also saw him make one England appearance at the age of 33, okay? And in the 2010 Premier League season, he broke the record for the most fouls with 120 fouls, only to break the record a year later by one more foul in 2011. I reckon you should get that. I reckon you should get that. But... uh, any initial thoughts, or should we uh, should I leave you some thinking time? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, if you could leave me some thinking time as well, I'd. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have it by the end of the show, Scott. Don't worry. Seventy-four oh, goals in three hundred and fifty appearances. He's a born hero. It doesn't sound like it. Oh yes, he played away at Bayern Munich. I'm watching it on Channel Five, I think. <laughs> Channel um, 5 at football Never clue If you remember oh, Scott, Scott Scott Moore was on TV. Channel 5 Did it? Oh <laughs> Colin Murray on Channel 5 Thursday night <laughs> Boys Let's uh, let's talk briefly International football England drew against Ukraine And beat Scotland But Southgate seemed to face Criticism after both games For his team selection Scotland are all but qualified in a group that contains Spain, but Northern Ireland, Wales and Ireland all look to be struggling. Whilst Germany sacked their manager after losing to Japan, only to go and beat France a few days later. Dan, what did you make of the international break? Uh, as an England fan, I wasn't overly excited by it, to be honest. It was, it was a bit You're of... You're an England fan. I would not have known that you yeah. was an England fan. I, I don't think it helped with the, the Ukraine game started off like a bit of a... It drowned it out straight away. Obviously, there was a bit of excitement going into the Scotland one, but it's strange for me to say, but I was more excited about Scotland qualifying for the Euros because I just want that rivalry in the uh, in the the Euros next year in Germany. I would like so um, I am cheering them on. To be honest, it's a strange one for me to say, is it? Yeah, like Adam pointed out, as an England fan, but uh, I think we're basically already. Made it, haven't we? So, oh yeah. Well, England. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like a bit of rivalry there. I think, yeah. Uh, England will qualify, no doubt. Um, you've seen. Well, we've seen Southgate for years, and you know my opinion. Chance of winning the Euros? 
Um, I, I can't can't put it past France again, if I'm honest. Yeah. Always, always France. I mean, Germany. Hey, with Bellingham in midfield, we've got a chance. Yeah, yeah so we have. Southgate put him on the bench then, won't he? Yeah, probably in the final he'll get dropped. Yeah, Jordan I mean, Henderson will play. It's it's quite a close um, division, really, as well. I don't I don't know how many games. How many games is it? Do you play eight? Do you? Uh, I, know, I was speaking to someone at, uh, at my work and I think, you know, with the situation of Harry Kane moving to Germany and uh, obviously Bellingham moving to uh, Madrid, I do think it's it's going to benefit the England team that we're not just learning from players that, you know, play in the Premier League. Yeah. We're learning there's got to be that we've been so known all the time of all our players just coming from the Premier League and you're all like, oh, the Premier League is the best uh, league in the world, but there's so many different styles of football that we get beat by. So having them to go to bigger countries uh, could benefit England, to be honest. Be interesting to see who the Germans get in charge. Well, I saw Jurgen Klopp getting rumoured with it the other day. Um, yeah, uh, they obviously it's weird, isn't it? When you host a tournament, you don't play any games, like any meaningful games, and. Uh, what did it look? Was it four one? I think against Japan, weren't it? And you just like, yeah. But they're probably just having to play kick around. You know what I mean? The Germans at the start of the season, not that interested in. And the poor blokes lost his job. <laughs> yeah, it? they, I think it's the first time that they've ever sacked a manager. I believe. Oh, blimey! Uh, I think he was old. Uh, sniff his bum's assistant manager, weren't he? Back in the day. Yeah, I believe you're right, Scott. And then obviously got old James Madison. He was on the bench, but. Uh, at least he bosses his old Sunday dinner, so that's all good. <laughs> Did Enketia come on? I've got to be honest, man. I didn't. I didn't watch the Scotland. I watched the highlights. Um, oh, I weren't going down the pub to watch that. He's one player I've always against Scotland. He's one player that I've always thought is probably to hype too much. But this year, I've got a bit of love for Eddie Enketia. To be honest. Um, I think the one that'll be interesting is Italy, isn't it? It's between Italy and Ukraine, it looks like, for the other position in our group. So, they don't know how many sounds in tournament. Hey? Three teams on seven points. Uh, but they're all they're all there, aren't they? They're all there. Yeah, definitely. It'll be close. And uh, I think, I can't remember whose group they're in, but Luxembourg. Luxembourg could end up in the Euros. It just shows there's too many teams nowadays end up in these European competitions. Well, they've got... Uh... They got beat 9-0 by Portugal. Yeah, but they were, I think they won the first game. They were in it. They were in it until the fifth minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, they've lost they've lost two all tournaments so far. Okay. Both of them were Portugal. I think it was 9-0 yeah. and 6-0. Yeah. So it shows the quality of the teams, but they're all good. Because like, I think they end up with all those, uh, oh, what's the Tim Pot friendly cup that they started in Europe? Um, they all get in there as well, don't they? Yeah, Nations, Nations League. Nations yeah. League, that's it, yeah. So, uh, anyway, enough international football. We're done with it. We're through it. We're finally back to the Premier League. Uh, the good stuff. Well, even though even though we'll be watching our team tomorrow night, not even on a Saturday, because we're not even yeah. in the Premier League. Um, let's take a look at a few of the fixtures, shall we? Um, Harris, which game are you most looking forward to? Uh, well, I normally get a bit of criticize, uh, criticism on this about my teams because I I like to go for the oddballs, but I'm I think I'm looking forward to Man U Brighton. Ah, oh, that's odd. 
that's a decent game. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, that's going to be a great game. Are you sure you've not been drinking? No, well, well, well <laughs> I think that's. But normally uh, you don't. Normally you don't drink, and you choose those absurd games. So I'm thinking maybe you've drank and you've come to realization a little bit more. <laughs> well, I was going to go Bournemouth Chelsea, but <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the table. Yeah, I've got I've gone Man U because I think they need to turn their well. They need to start their season, um, and playing against the Brighton side that. I was I was only discussing with someone in the week. I think that Brighton are here for a long term, uh, a long time, not long term. Um, I, I'm still amazed that losing two of their best players in McAllister and Casado, it's as if nothing's really changed for them. They're they're still being exactly the same as how they were last season. Uh, and if they can just tweak a little, a little um, a bit with their tactics or their performances. They, they would easily sneak into the top top four, top five, because there was points of that last season where we thought that they were going to, when we was planning that all oh, Liverpool aren't going to make it, all oh, Newcastle are going to drop out. Uh, but I think Brighton just had a bad spell towards the end of the season. But this year they started off well. I think they've only lost to one. And their performances that they're putting in are quite uh, dominating. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, to be honest. I think they, they're in Europe, right, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they're in. No, I think I think that's the point where they'll be criticised the most because obviously I'm a big fan of the Deserby and I think he's done a great job. He's obviously lost the big players and they're still performing, aren't they? But uh, yeah, the time when they'll get criticised is it'll be easy to say they're performing well now. Then when they get the Europe Europa League or Europa Conference, it's a different ball game, isn't it? Really, it's interesting to see what Manu turns up, isn't it? I mean. He seems to have really fallen out with Jaden Sancho. That seems, I think he's now training on his own. This Anthony over the old international break, is he suspended now or is staying away from the team or something? Yeah, yeah. he's been hanging around with gigs, isn't he? Uh, it just seems and... like uh, this old, the way they handled the old Mason Greenwood thing has really kind of done him over, you know, because they were so bad at that. It's kind of screwed him over with any time something like this comes up now, they have to go down the same way. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I still think stuff like that shouldn't even be in Man United's hands. Should be the Premier League go, look, you're under investigation. We make the decision. We're in charge. And Man U can just go, look, nothing to do with us. Right? It's all to do with the old Prem. Because it's a dangerous world, isn't it? And we're not getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I actually agree with you there, Scott. Or not done it. But you can have some people that could just get accused of something and be completely innocent and it's going to affect their careers. And that's unfair. Yeah. And you can have other people that have done something and get to play football, and that's totally unfair as well. So, I mean, you're kind of in a lose-lose situation, but it's got to be the right thing to do, I suppose. Um, so, it'll be interesting who turns up. Rashford, Rashford's got to start scoring some goals again, I assume. This uh, knock-off early in is now pr- fully fit for Man United. Um, they're at home, aren't they? Interesting, it's not on the TV. I thought this game would be on the telly. I I mean, it's nice to have the Prem back, but there's not many standout games over the weekend. So, for this bit, three o'clock on a Saturday, um, for me, is a little bit, I'll be able to watch it, but a bit disappointed, I imagine, if you've got the old subscription to the telly. Um, Adam, how do you see the game going? What's the score? I, I'm going to I'm gonna actually back what I'm, I'm saying now, and I'm, I'm going to go two on Brighton. I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I, I think Brighton are going to steal this one, and and everyone's going to be talking about it. And 
start asking questions of uh, Teng Hag. Dan, I think you're going to go the other way. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't got access to what scores are put down, but I'm pretty sure I put uh, uh, two one down for uh, Manchester. Shock. <laughs> the, the previous old Man United fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I, no, I do believe that they will do it. To be honest, I'm, albeit outside to watch at the moment, aren't they? They're starting to play that they're playing. So I just think Manchester United at home, yeah, you, you've always got a fancy United at home, man. Yeah. Over the, the city and the levels uh, of the world, there's not many teams beating them on their home turf. Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence, I reckon. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I reckon uh, Brighton are good enough to get some out of it. And United just haven't convinced me this season. Um, I'm waiting for United to really, really turn up. So I reckon Brighton will get some. I think it'll be a bit of a close game. I think Brighton, Brighton can be good at home, but, you know, away from home, Old Trafford's still a big ground to go to. Will they be happy with a point uh, after the international break? So I reckon 1-1. One, one. Um, you can't have Man U, Brighton, then dance away. You take us, what's your game of the weekend? Uh, like you say, I was surprised that so many uh, games of the big teams haven't been put on TV. But I'm going to go for uh, the Newcastle Brentford game. To be honest, I'm quite intrigued by this one. It's, I think, uh, it'll be interesting to see the outcome of this game because Newcastle have played such a difficult start to the season. I think if you were to look at the league, you're like, oh, the the wheels have fallen off this team, but. Then you look at the teams that they played, and yeah, this is basically the start of Newcastle season, isn't it? If they've got to start picking up points now, and they're playing a Brentford side that have started off quite well, and even without Ivan Tony, I think yeah, this will be an, this will be an interesting game to watch, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Harris? Yeah, I think this this has got to be one of the games where uh, Eddie Howe starts to turn his fortunes around because he needs to. He had a good start against Villa, but since then he's had a couple of hard games. Um, I do, I do think Brentford could probably pull off an upset, though. I, I'm not saying that like they're the underdogs or they're the they're the lesser team because they had a good season last year. But Newcastle's starting a bit slow. It's either it's either going to be a high scoring thrilling game or it's going to be a boring one nil steal it kind of got, uh, game. You've got to um, bear in mind though, we're all saying they've started a slow, but you. you... You and I mentioned it. Like the teams that they've played, they've basically played the top four in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, 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 and I, you know, I'm trying. To, I am trying to give some, um, like credit to Eddie House because he the games that he did lose as well. It's not like he was outplayed on the field. It's just I think he just got found out. So I, I, I personally think he needs to sort sort it out now, and he he can't go through the stage of just winning all of his own games. So it, will, it all depends on how he how he turns this one round. Yeah, I got this. I was thinking yesterday. I had read in the paper, um, well, not in the paper, probably phone that uh, Graham Potter had turned down. I think it was Leon or Lille in France, um, yeah. and potentially yeah. Rangers in Scotland. And uh, I was just thinking to myself, you know, if Newcastle lost to Brentford, um, if they lost their first Champions League game. 
is he a potential option for a Newcastle board that are like, oh, hang on, you know, it's not quite going to plan. He's out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like Dan said, it, they've had some tough games. But if you're a top four team, you take some points off those teams, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you, you normally see those tables, don't you, at the end of the season between the top four, and they've all been taking points off each other. Whereas Newcastle, like, just haven't. You know, they were wrong against Liverpool. They were probably a bit unlucky, but they did lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, unfortunately, I don't, I think Potter's kind of screwed himself over a bit. I, as, as much as I would have loved him at Leicester, I think that that would have been a great club for him to go to after Chelsea, after going from uh, Brighton, the, at the same time, it's still a small club. The, the big club, obviously, weren't located. Um, but Chelsea has ruined his reputation. I don't quite understand some of the stuff he's been turning down. I thought Leicester would have been a good job for him to come into to save, get his career up and running again. Um, Leon would have been a good move for him. Champions League football, good for getting experience. And same for Rangers. Uh, at the time, they would have had Champions League football. I just think... With Newcastle, he'll be biting off a bit more than he can chew again, like um, like he did at Chelsea. But I like him as a manager, and if he ever does get into management again, I I hope to see that he does well because he's I, I potentially think he could be a future England manager in like I don't know twenty years. How do you see the game, the score going then, Aris? I'm, I'm like I said, I think it's going to be a high scorer. I have changed my score from what I started the pod. But I don't think it's the right answer. I've gone I've gone four two for some reason. Oh wow. Yeah. Do, Newcastle can score, but so can Brighton um Brentford. So can Brentford. Hopefully um, Brighton don't score for Brentford. No, yeah. So <laughs> that's because I was talking about Potter, wasn't it? So uh, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think Brentford will score, get get the two, but Newcastle will outscore them with four. Yeah. Um, Dan, I think you've gone a bit more uh, traditional, haven't you? Um, yeah, I've gone uh, 2-0 Newcastle. I think they'll uh, do the job here, to be honest. Albeit, obviously, Brentford have done well, but I see Eddie, Eddie Howe turning it round uh, this week. Um, it, you might notice in my predictions, um, if, I'm ever, if I think a team's going to win, but I'm never quite sure of the score, I'll go 3-1. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I've got Newcastle 3-1 on that basis. I think they'll win. I think Brentford will score. So 3-1 it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting if Eddie Howe doesn't win. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see maybe how the fans react. Are they still on his side or do they start to turn? But I don't know. I, just I think it, the, the Saudi lot are playing it all. Uh, they're, they're too nice at the moment, aren't they? They're, they're yeah. uh, ownership that... Have the money, but haven't have come across as they haven't spent the money. If that makes sense, so they've not made an out and out signing of like a hundred million, which they could do. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, I think Eddie Howe will be given a bit of time. Surely, uh, it's perspective when you say they've been too nice because I think I read in the news the other day they did the most beheadings in a year that's ever been done or something. So yeah, <laughs> <perspective> <laughs> been nice. What at the Newcastle Club? <laughs> that's what Eddie Howe's worried about well, I've not seen that ourselves <laughs> well, it's in a fight won't it that's why um, look boys you've not left me a lot if I'm honest uh, when I look at the games 
Um, we're in a bit of a competition, aren't we? We do a, a competition every week where you get given a game and you have to pick the correct goal scorer, uh, pick the correct goals and all that. And even they've gone full and Luton this week, which is uh, a bit dull and disappointing. Um, for me, the only game that's left is West Ham Man City. Um, not on the telly again. Um, West Ham at home, and I'm always intrigued by West Ham at home because they go two ways. Like if they have a good start, first 15, 20 minutes, then then the fans really get behind them and it's a hell of a game. But if Man City score early, which obviously they can do um, with the quality that they've got, that West Ham ground is just a big old quiet ground. So it, it really can. That first 20 minutes is massive for them. Um, look, off an international break, you've got no De Bruyne. Uh, you never know what state Harlan's going to be and how many Percy pigs is eating over the, over the international break. Um, I think I've just read that Carl Walker signed oh, a contract. So that's a positive for them. Um, they've got this Doku or whatever his name's coming in. Um, it'll be interesting this weekend because oh, yeah. all the all the new signings maybe have bedded in a bit more. But um, Dan, how do you see West Ham v Man City? Uh, I see uh, Man City winning this game. Uh, uh, it, I'm unsure of, of the score. I'm wait. Oh, I've gone three-one Man City to be honest. Uh, but no, I think West Ham will definitely get the goal. They're they're a team performing well, and uh, yeah, just I know I don't, I don't see Man City losing many games this season. So, but for me to say, uh, yeah, they'll put they'll put West Ham to the sword here. All right, so how do you see West Ham Man City? Um, I think man, I think Everton are going to do something to Man City. Yeah, I think what, take all three points. But <laughs> you what? said Everton, West Ham. Oh, whatever. Yeah, West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> West Ham will do something here. Um, though I reckon they'll, I reckon they'll get, uh, and I, I can. Predict it now that the goal score is going to be that Pacata. Oh, yeah, Pekata. so you can do the Brazilian dance. <laughs> yeah, and, and show, show them what they've been uh, missing when that transfer fell through. So uh, we're going to go 2 2. I think there's going to be goals. Oh, I like that. Oh, goal. Goal. I like that. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what, boys, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2 1. I'm going to go 2 1 Man City. I think, I think it could be a tight old game. I think, I think West Ham might go in there, take the lead, to be honest. Um, and I think we're really like Man City are going to have to really grind one out. Look, when you've got Phil Foden, when you've got Bernardo Silva, when you've got Erling Haaland, you know, you've got goals. Do you know what I mean? And you've got goals coming from anywhere. So, um, I still, am I ever going to predict Man City not to win a game? Probably not. Um, it's the safe thing to do. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Let's, let's talk predictions. Uh, hey, just while we're on this one. Yeah. Can I just ask you both a question? Go for it. So I've seen uh well it just while we're on this uh what what do you think to the war prowse not being picked in the team? I, I've seen obviously Rio Fernand's uh interview where he said uh, just retire from international football. What's your two thoughts on it? Well, I don't think I'd be taking advice off a man that couldn't find couldn't tell the time to go attend a drugs test, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, you you make yourself just, 
sums up big guy, doesn't it, Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, there was obviously some aspects of it from Rio's uh, uh, interview that I did, I did go along with. I think you would be annoyed, wouldn't you? Like these picking players that aren't playing. Well, what does it show to the youngsters that are trying to come through that he's still selecting players that aren't even playing? I don't know, but yeah, no, no, I do, I do agree with you. Like for me, I would always make myself available for the country. I, I'm living, I'm the other side of the world, but if Gareth wants to take me, I'm available. <laughs> I'll let him know. Yeah. Uh, oh, boys. he's already said no, Scott. <laughs> Just in terms of our predictions, boys. Um, Obviously, the full predictions will be out on social media. Um, I won this last year, and I'm bottom at the moment. Uh, there's something to do with this Harry scoring system, I'm sure of it. Um, <laughs> I'm on 30-odd points, whereas Dan's Dan's in the lead, a good, uh, good uh, 11 points clear of you, Harris, on, on 62. So, something's gone wrong. I'm just I'm not happy. I'm him out on Monday. After the scores have been done. <laughs> no, I, t- I tell you what your problem is, Scott. Week, week three, me and Dan got 25 points and 22 points, where you got three points. Oh, cracking. Bad week. You got, no, you got no correct scores or anything, and you only got three correct results. Oh, that's so a bad, week. bad that, week. That's where it's gone wrong for you. Since then, you've been in or around us. So, yeah. Uh, yeah you just got, you just got to pull your finger out, Scott. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm starting to think that last year was uh, fixed. So now that obviously I can see the table, it makes a bit more sense. (laughs) Let's talk about something I'm a bit better at than you then, Harris. Let's talk about the Uncle Tony Treble. Um, Look, we tried tried to do one on the old England game, didn't we, last week? And I think uh, the less said about that, the better. Um, well, let's just pretend that never happened, I reckon. Um, so let's get back to what we're good at. Um, we'll, we'll all pick a team. Let's get back to what we're good at. And hopefully this time, this is what we, week six, let's call it week five. Pretend the international break didn't happen. Week five. We've been close. This is the week, boys. This is the week. The football's back. It's coming home. Adam, where are you going? Unfortunately, Scott, I've not entered my team in here yet. Oh, slacking a bit. Uh, I feel looking at your two's decision. I feel like I've, I've got to stay in the Premier League, but you don't. You don't want my team. You do huh? not want my team. Who's your team? I'm oh, going to go Brighton. Oh, for God's sake! I build <laughs> it up. I build it up. We're going to win, and then you go off. What off. are you doing? You have <laughs> been. You've been drinking now, and it's reacted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've got to go to Brighton. I've, I've got so much confidence. This man has too much money. He must have too much money because he doesn't want to win. <laughs> he just doesn't want to win. I mean, I, uh, Dan, it doesn't matter now, but uh, <laughs> where are you going? Well, I've gone to uh, start off the weekend well. I've gone for the early kickoff. Of oh, great. Liverpool yeah. to beat uh, Wolves. Uh, you know what old... Uh, Gandhi says, never bet on the early kickoff. So that's <laughs> that's gone well. Um, boys, I'm going straight down the middle, if I'm honest. Uh, Villa at home. Palace, they've got Palace. Royal Hudson's all right. Palace are a decent side at home. Uh, not, not so much away. Um, I do like, if you've not seen it on social media, the chap on the train singing the old uh, 
Jordan Ives or Andre, whichever one it is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, but they won't beat Villa. So, um, like I say, it's not going to matter now. But if you want to be on the old uh, uh, Sunday League podcast <laughs> treble, Liverpool, Villa, and uh, if you're drunk, stick a fiver on Brighton, I reckon. Because um, that's all it's worth. Huh? Boys, back to the mystery footballer then. It's a bit of a short podcast this week because we've not got much football to review. So I'll tell you what, I'll go through them again and see if you've got any thoughts. He started his career scoring 20 goals in over 100 appearances for Chesterfield, 19 goals in over 100 appearances for Southampton, which was briefly interrupted by a short spell at Blackburn. 350 appearances and 74 goals in over 10 years for Bolton between 2003 and 2013, which saw him make one England appearance at the age of 33. In the 2010 Premier League season, he broke the record for the most fouls with 120 fouls, only to break it uh, the next season by recording one extra foul. Boys, we've had the whole of the podcast. Has anyone got any thoughts? I've got thoughts. But I was going uh, a bit more... I'm always going on the striker's route, to be honest. Is he a striker? striker. He is a striker. I was oh, going... He's awful then. I'd score more goals going like Kevin Davis or something. It is Kevin Davis. Ah. Oh, yeah. Well done, Dan. <laughs> it's super well Kevin done. Davis. Yes. I thought, uh, yeah, look. I'm just happy to be that proud that I won that. That's better than the squash tournament that I won last night. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this new format keeps it fresh in your mind. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Harry, I'm Scott. sure it was on the, the, the tip of your tongue as well. Oh, it most definitely was, Scott. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I just could I was just, I, I, was, I was saying Davis Kevin for some reason. That's <laughs> <laughs> his brother. Just the wrong order, I think. <laughs> uh, oh boys it's been short and sweet this week um look we didn't have any premier league to to review from the following weekend so you know ne- when we when we're back next week it'll be a little bit longer we'll, like, we'll talk pro- a bit more premier league football um just before we sign off um i said at the start it's been a bit of a difficult week so for me boys um this podcast uh, is dedicated to a chap called keith you obviously know him um, I just want to sign it off from my point of view just to say, you know, this one's for Keith. And it, yeah, well, I'll speak to you next week, boys. Best wishes, Scott. Take care.